will fix you. Hello and welcome to We Will Fix You. Semantic morphine for the glass-packed anal fissure of your soul. Speaking of which, we have a new opening for questions. You can pop it in to wewillfixyoushow at gmail.com. And joining me today to ease out some advice, Mr. Dave Condry, the toasting fork of Damocles. Good evening. I am your doom. I am Roger Hunt, press secretary to the Goatsy Guy. And this is Ms. Lucy Boyd our potato strategist. When the general potato regulation drops, you guys are going to be paying me the big bucks. Oh yes. Our question. Dear, we will fix it, please fix it for me. My younger brother's partner is lovely. She's clever and fun and looks like Clara from Doctor Who. However, she is also an organised person born of the nice middle classes, who has limited experience of idiot drunkards and therefore does not realise that when we all enthusiastically agree to do a thing at two in the morning on Boxing Day, the polite response is to never follow through on any plans and then eventually just stop talking about it. Long story short, as of Monday, we're apparently all booked to take my ma'am on holiday to Bulgaria as a lovely surprise birthday present this summer. My godmother lives there. She's not just, like, really into the Wombles. This is great. She'll love this. My mam does not have a current passport. My mam is a primary school teacher who crams an entire year's social life into the six-week summer holiday. Clara has informed us that, as she has researched and booked literally every actual element of the holiday, we have to handle sorting out these issues. Please fix us. How do we? A. Get my ma a passport. And B. Convince her to keep a week of prime meeting up for coffee at the Asda Cafe with other old ladies time free without just telling her about it and securing her promise that she'll pretend to Clara that we didn't. This is my da's main and only suggestion. Signed, an anonymous idiot drunkard. Ms. Boyd. So um, I'm going to give you the advice which you didn't ask for, which is that I think you probably need to start managing Clara's expectations about your family up front a little bit more. This is, this is not about a passport, this is about family culture. If you're a nice, organised, middle-class person who has not spent significant amounts of time with people who are not that, there has got to be some expectation adjustment. A lovely thing's a lovely thing, but there are a ton of people, for a ton of reasons, whether those are executive function, fecklessness, or anything in between, who are going to struggle with the level of organisation and getting your shit together that a nice, organised, middle-class holiday involves. I think also the surprise element suggests that she expects the same level of competence from all of you that she can rely on from herself and maybe from her family, which I think is the most important reason why you should manage your expectations on things like this for the future. What she needs to know is that you are not people who can be relied on to have passports all their shit together, and it's kind of cruel to all of you to do stuff that is predicated on everyone being as competent as her. I think it's probably better to have this conversation upfront and now-ish than to keep having to find passports and get your shit together if she does more stuff like this in the future. It's not necessarily an easy conversation to have, because frankly, who wants to say, you seem lovely in every way, but we're fuck-ups and it doesn't work like that for us. But I think this is probably still a worthwhile discussion. So... That's my advice. Talk to her about the people that you are and don't let things like this happen again. But while we're here, I want to take a little moment to complain about surprises. Um, 
I think surprises, some people think they're a benign towards nice thing, but I think if they can be objectively horrible for some people. And if you're a kind and considerate person, you should probably establish whether or not the surprisee actually likes surprises before you do one at them, especially if it's a big or an expensive surprise. So to, to talk about myself a little, I don't like surprises because I manage my anxiety through routine, being in control of the stuff that happens to me and knowing at any given time what I'm meant to be doing next. I never want to go to the airport with just my passport without knowing where I'm going. I never want a surprise birthday party held in my honour. The stress of it having been a surprise is a disruption to my routine, just like going to Bulgaria without a passport is a disruption to the important business of going to Asda and having coffee with old ladies. And the surprise would negate the delight of the thing and make the whole thing default stressful, even if the actual surprise itself is something I would otherwise love to do. So a note of caution on surprises in general. I think also my, my final thought is your dad's idea is not a bad one, but is there any way you can scrap this whole thing and flip it all around instead and instead fly your godmother out here to go to Asda and have a coffee? Because that sounds like it would also suit everyone apart from you don't all get a holiday. So see how you feel about it, but that's an option. I like that. Easier to coordinate one uh, one godmother than... Uh, well, exactly, like five-odd people who none of... Presumably someone who lives overseas has a passport, I would guess that. Yeah, I don't know. or someone who has... Moved to others. Yeah, like someone who's thought about travel in that way. Yeah. Probably, they probably haven't just gone and let it lap. It's possible. Well, maybe they're a native of there and their mm, traveling days yeah, are done. Yeah. I could be making horrible presumptions, but... About Bulgaria. About Bulgaria. Speaking of making horrible assumptions about Bulgaria, I've got a slightly different tack. Mm. The problem here, well, there are several, but as we as we can imagine, it's it's going to be quite difficult to get someone a passport if they don't already have one, and it's a surprise, and at short notice. That just seems messy to me. But what if you didn't need a passport to travel? But Roger, how would that work? I'm getting to that through the magic of Europe. Now, the um, the Schengen travel area, as probably most people know, is um, a block of European countries that have abolished passport and border control pretty much. 22 of them, in fact. Unfortunately, Bulgaria isn't on the list nor are seven other places. Of the six Schengen refuseniks, two are racist island and the smaller racist island to the left. They basically said no because they think they're special and have systemically refused to challenge a xenophobic media narrative. Protect these borders which are already protected by quite a lot of salty water. And the fact that no one wants to fucking be there. So those places might give you some problems on exit and re-entry, but we'll get to that. Bulgaria, along with Croatia, Cyprus and Romania, are, as actual proper non-dickhead EU members, are obliged to join Schengen eventually, but haven't been able to yet for a variety of reasons. So the choice is pretty clear, I think, and you need to decide for yourself which is easiest across the space of about six months. Either get your ma a passport behind her back, or get Bulgaria into Schengen. Now, since one involves dealing with presumably the UK government and maybe some crimes, and the other involves political lobbying in Europe, I'm going to say it's a marginal win for Schengen. Mm. Now, point of order, can we use Schengen as the verb for doing this? I, I thought that would be the sort of the sentiment if it succeeded, like, mate, it was proper Schengen. Now, first up, why is Bulgaria not in? It's been refused a few times, most recently in 2017, so it's not actually looking good. The main areas of eligibility concern are around um, air borders, visas, police cooperation, and data protection. 
broadly speaking, the first two airboarders and visas are fine. It's kind of all in hand. Um, and the main issues around data protection and data sharing are kind of being dealt with and are a bit less pressing. The main issue has been um, recent observations, largely from Germany, Finland and the Netherlands, that Bulgaria's anti-corruption and anti-organized crime legislation may be subpar. Now this doesn't sound great. Persuading Germany that Bulgaria's got its shit together about organizing crime is going to involve a load of PR and outreach activity, and that's, that's starting to sound a bit expensive, like you're going to need to do some lobbying, you're going to need to do some research into crime statistics. Who maybe. are you to stop Bulgarians from organizing their crimes? Well, yeah, exactly. You, do we even have... is that even appropriate? However, the tide may be turning. Jean-Claude Juncker's September address on the state of the EU called for an accelerated expansion of the Schengen zone. He called for Bulgaria and Romania to join immediately and be fast-tracked. And, and this, is, this is the exciting part. This is where we have an opportunity. The speech was laced with these backhanded references to the truculence of Gammon Island. Jackpot. It looks like an expanded Schengen zone is going to really fuck off the Brexiters. That being true, we can probably get the EU borders out just shy of Beijing by a week next Thursday. Suddenly this looks like something you can do without getting off the sofa. The more gestures of magnanimity and inclusivity Europe makes, the dumber the UK looks. The closer Brexit gets, the more the EU is going to seek to avert further exits by upping the ante on this exclusivity. inclusivity. Europe won't widen its borders just to piss off the ham people, but it's such a piquant source to something they'd like to do anyway that it won't be hard to make it more appealing. All you need to do is write a string of letters to local newspapers, the Daily Mail and other useless howling dick rags, extolling the glories of being out of Europe before all those awful, corrupt, money laundering, regulation non-compliant Bulgarians start swarming across our borders or something. It doesn't have to be coherent, it's just keyword stuffing and broadly unhinged racism, it'll get the job done. Yes, basically what this amounts to is doing reverse psychology on the European Parliament, but you've got to remember that the main game in town here is them trying to keep a straight face while Britain chews its own balls off and then boasts about its newfound fertility. So yes, a little bit of anti-Schengen shouting in the comments sections and eventually you won't need a passport. Job done. This just leaves the small problem of getting out of and back into the UK, which still conducts border checks like arseholes would. Now, getting out is actually pretty easy. I don't know if you've ever taken the Eurotunnel, but if you fly from France, you just get in a car, go through the tunnel, no one even look at your passport. You'll just be kind of bored and an eye roll. Especially if you go on a Sunday morning and everyone's good and hungover. Getting back in, well, that's logistics and sounds a lot like Clara's problem. She's dumped all this stuff on your desk, like she can clear it up when your mum's refused entry back into the country at the border. But as, as a primary teacher, I would imagine a good stern voice and doing that look will get her through most of the arguments. I mean, it's probably going to be fine. As for, um, as for making the time, like holding the time in her calendar, I'd suggest just kind of undermining any of her social occasions so that everything gets cancelled. Like, you, just, you know, you're already manipulating the UK press to sort out Schengen. I'm sure you can manage to get a few old ladies to socially issue her for a week. Mr. Condor. Well, I've said it before and I will say it again. When life hands you the opportunity to run an over-elaborate farce, seize it by the haunches, wrestle it to the ground in a fierce but sensual way. So what, what you're doing here is, is, is quite a big ask. The key, the key problem here is that you have to get a passport for your mum without raising suspicion that she is therefore going to have to travel somewhere. The only way I can see of doing that, barring your father's very sensible suggestion that you lie to someone, is through the medium of farce. Um, 
the good thing about fast though is that you can combine it uh, with with revenge. Not a lot of revenge, but I think you can use it as a very good uh, opportunity to to demonstrate to Clara just how ridiculous her request is. So think of it as as a little warm-up revenge like if you've got some other bigger acts of revenge that you've been putting off because you weren't revenge limber this is your revenge calisthenics to get you started a little revenge yes yeah it's an amuse-bouche of revenge so how do we get your mum a passport without her knowing that she has applied for a passport the single strongest document you have under law of proof of identity well i'll tell you one order a passport form it's pretty easy you can order this or you can just go to the post office um there's nothing too farcical about this step but it, i'm thinking like drawing room comedy here where we, we start with a slow build you can't just sort of moon and vomit on a priest from the off it's just that's not fast that's barbarism and Whilst it might be hard to, to tell the two apart, I think, like pornography, we all know it when we see it. So, you've got the form, you can probably fill out most of the details. This is your mum, you know, her name, when she was born, all of this, or well, hopefully you do. Fill out pretty much everything, bar the signatures and the bits that other people need to do. Step two, find the old passport. This is where we get other people involved. What I want you to do at this point is, Organize a family get-together, make sure Clara's there. Let her know that you're, you're getting on really well with getting the passport together. There's just a few little tiny sticking points. And then you spend as much of the day as possible, very visibly, going through all of the drawers, clattering about, yelling, where the fuck is it? Where the fuck is it? Oh God, oh God help Jesus Christ. It's important, of course, that you put it aside long before Clara gets there. You need to know where it is so that after a day of disappearing, reappearing, looking more and more flushed and upset, uh, you can eventually stand behind your mum's back, produce the old passport, uh, and, and give Clara an exaggerated thumbs up and a big smile just so that she knows. Uh, step three, you need to get your mum to sign it. It's a legal document, it needs her signature. There's room to freestyle here, but you need to make sure that Clara knows what's going on. If your mum asks why you are making her sign a document, just tell her that you're getting her to change her will. At this point, turn around to Clara and give her a big double thumbs up and a huge smile for effect. Step four, this is where it all gets a little bit Noel Coward. You need someone of standing in the community to uh, co-sign a passport. Um, at this point, when your mother leaves the room, you then reveal that you have had a doctor, a priest, a barrister, all of them, as many people of standing as you can dress your friends up as, crammed into a cupboard. Or, if you have it, for, for classic British comedy effect, an oversized grandfather clock. Make sure it, it takes a little while to get them out of the cupboard or the grandfather clock so that your mum comes back and you have to usher them all back in again in a farcical manner. Slam the door. Big thumbs up to Clara. She's going to dread that by the end of it, hopefully. Do this a couple of times with other things happening. Have them get stuck, have the trousers fall down as they come out. The last time they come out, 
make sure there's a fire somewhere else in the house, just like a bucket, bucket on fire, then get one of them to sign. It's sort of important that you make sure this one does actually have one of the jobs that allows you to co-sign a passport. Um, and then usher them all out of the house quickly while your mum's not looking, but make sure they get the fire bucket stuck on their foot as they go out and another one can fall, fall over. It's just the icing on the cake at this point. Um, hopefully at this point, Clara gets the idea of, of what uh, an irredeemable fucking mess she's made of the whole thing. But a well-timed, I think that went very well, can make all of the difference. Uh, then send off the form and to be honest the wrangling the old ladies bit is probably a lot easier than that but should you get a taste for for farces one that involves a whole bunch of cantankerous elderly women can only be great well that was a fixing worthy of a king the autumn king who sleeps in the forest clearing to be exact Oh, he's a little woozy this time of year, but don't worry, the, the owls will bring him some little amuse-bouche as the days lengthen. It'll be a little treat. If you would like a little treat, something to perk you up, why not send us some questions and we will fix you show at gmail.com.